Welcome to Straight Talk. It's great to have all of you with us today. Our topic, we're going to share some important strategies to enhance floor care in healthcare facilities. When it comes to limiting the spread of infectious diseases, most focus on high touch points, yet the floors need similar attention. To discuss this, I welcome two experts to our program today. Becky Koffold, the Manager of Government Affairs and Sustainability at Spartan Chemical Company, and the Chair of the Floor Care Products Division with the Household and Commercial Products Association, HCPA. Becky, that's a long title. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me again. And partnering with Becky is Chris Donahue, the Senior Managing Consultant at Ramble. Hi, Chris. Hi, nice to meet you, Jeff. Good to have you both on the program. Let's get right into it if you're ready and talk about floor care. Exciting topic. <laughs> I thought we'd start with this opening comments from each of you. Why is our discussion today so important? Becky, let's start with you. Floor care, it's industrial and institutional settings like hospitals, nursing homes, um, even places like schools uh, are concerned more with dust appearance and how floors play a role in disease transmission, or at least transmission of potential pathogens. And so when we talk about um, floor care in these uh, highly sensitive environments, we have to make sure that that floor care message has been married with the right antimicrobials for that environment. Good uh, line of reasoning. I appreciate that. And Chris, from your perspective, um, we do need to um, marry up the level of floor care that we um, that is needed for a particular environment. And I think what's important to understand is the word "clean" can mean many different things depending on the context of the application. So it can mean visually clean, to sanitized, to disinfected. And when we talk about the environments that we are cleaning, the level that we need to clean in each environment depends on a number of factors, but one of the most important ones is are the people in that environment. So how vulnerable are the people in that space to becoming sick from the transfer of microorganisms from some surface to them, right? So we have a patient room or an operating room. Uh, these are spaces where patients would be more likely to be coming sick compared to a healthy traveler in an airport, for example, or a weightlifter from a fitness gym. So different environments require different standards of care and healthcare related spaces really need to balance cleaning for infection prevention with maintaining an aesthetically beautiful floor. Thank you, Chris. So. Let's dig into the science a bit. This is your field. Can you speak to your background with environmental transmission and your focus on clean floors as part of your strategy? Sure. So uh, I studied at the University of Michigan School of Public Health, and I received my PhD in environmental health sciences. And I studied environmental transmission dynamics of microorganisms, focusing on the healthcare space. In the, the case of flooring, What's important to understand is that um, a rough floor or floors where there's cracks, grooves, divots, those are areas that would be most likely to harbor microorganisms, to track them and to keep them there. And that's where they're gonna grow compared to a nice smooth surface. Um, so there are um, cleaners that could be very caustic or if you're using um, Brillo pad, for example, those can create a largely uncleanable surface over time, attracting and supporting the growth of microorganisms in, that, in, that, um, in those divots. So especially for a new install, 
which can be very expensive. We want to make sure that the um, maintenance program is conducive for the type of floor that you're working with. In terms of infection prevention, uh, floors typically have not been considered uh, part of that high touch um, surface area, perhaps because floors aren't included in CDC's definition of high touch surfaces. But CDC does recognize floors as part of the non-critical environmental surfaces. So that's, so they are important. And they're, um, so when we think about floors and how they become contaminated, you have the movement of people in and out um, from the outside to the inside of the space, right? There's could be therapy dogs or other types of service animals that are coming in from outside. When we talk, when we speak or cough, we're spewing um, little tiny particulates of um, saliva, which can, can reach the floor surface. And microorganisms will um, can are housed inside these de this debris the dirt and this and anything that's wet so so there they are and then you walk across it with your shoes or you're pushing a cart like a wheelchair or a medical cart or a bed anything with wheels and it's that's how these these microorganisms are being moved from point a to point b so when we're thinking about floor care the industry needs to consider the environment that they are in and then give the level of sanitation or disinfection that they need in that space consideration for 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 the space that they're in um and then that product compatibility is really important too mm -hmm. yeah you're Good comments. And I have to think that shorter people, our kids, closer to the floor, walking along, they drop down, their hands hit the floor. Now it's a touch point, isn't it? In yeah. And you, and you you don't tend to see that in, in hospitals, but you would say in a daycare, right? Mm -hmm. Or in a school. So it's it's looking at the population of people that inhabit that area. And then what's the level of risk that you're trying to mitigate in terms of infection prevention? So a, a, a um, airport, for example, would not need a routine infection prevention program for floor care as as much as a daycare would in, in that respect, in that sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Chris, before we move to Becky, let me ask you one more question. There was a study in 2017 about microbial contaminants and the fight to remove them. Can you share the details of that and what we should know about using disinfectants on floors? Sure. So I, I you know, we want to recall again the importance of understanding the area that we're talking about, if it's a healthcare versus, um, you know, a low risk uh, environment. So this was a 2017 or 2017 systematic review that was published by Rashid et al. in the Journal of Epidemiology and Infection. And they looked at possible modes of transmission of infectious agents from floors to human contact for infection. And what they found was that um, the most of the microorganisms that you would typically encounter on a high touch surface, right, that would could cause disease, such methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, um, which is MRSA, or vancomycin-resistant enterococcus, or VRE, or clustridium difficile, those microorganisms have also been isolated from a floor surface. So in other words, it's not just the doorknobs and the bed rails that we need to pay attention to that can 
they're not just there, right? They're not just from the waist up. They're also on the floor. Floors, uh, so it underscores that role of floors in the transmission of microorganisms, particularly in the healthcare environment, because that's where you're going to find a lot of those drug-resistant microorganisms, not to say that they can't be found anywhere else. Um, and so I think um, just from my own personal uh, experience and, and training, it's may not be so significant for an airport or a shopping mall, but it's certainly in healthcare, a very significant um, part of that infection prevention program. And they should be aware of that. And that's, so that was the significant of the article to, to drive home that point. You shared some words there that I have no idea what they mean, but I'll look them up another time. <laughs> Uh, part of, part of your world for sure. Becky, <laughs> let's go back to you. Uh, following up on what Chris shared, can you spell those words for us? No, just kidding. What are your <laughs> thoughts on disinfectants used on floors? So, uh, one thing that, that Chris talked about in terms of, um, these, uh, microbes growing in, um, cracks and crevices, we have to remember are these are things that you may not be able to see with the naked eye. So people who are familiar with floor care understand that um, traditional resi uh, resilient tile it has a very dull or kind of pasteled color. And the more finish you lay on it, um, the more precise and, and darker and richer that color becomes and also your gloss increases. And this is simply because you're filling in the pores that you can't really detect with the naked eye, but you start to fill them in with the floor finish and you start to overcome that surface profile. This is how you reach the point where the floor finish has a film on top of and sealing off all those crevices. So using a floor finish is going to sort of negate those environments for things to grow in or be transmitted from. So first of all, the floor finish is giving you that kind of layer of protection. But then secondly, when it comes to disinfection on a finished floor, we have to be really careful about the types of disinfectants that we're using because floor finishes have a, a general sensitivity to think anything with an alkaline pH. So once you start getting past neutral and you move up that pH scale, you're going to start to actually degrade the floor finish. So we have to be very careful on the types of disinfectants that we're applying to floors. Um, one example, when you were talking about uh, daycare facilities, they often use uh, bleach type solutions for, for general sanitization and maybe disinfection. And bleach and floor finish do not get along. You are going to cause the floor to white and, and dull. It can get tacky, which can cause resoil, which more things can be growing in there. So we want to make sure that we're using sort of a pH neutral type disinfectant um, that has the claims and the efficacy necessary for that particular facility. So we've talked about some important topics here the whys, let's talk about the how-tos. And Becky, sticking with you, can you share some cleaning strategies anyone working in a healthcare setting could implement? Some tips. Sure. So general protocol is necessary, right? I mean, when we talk about disinfection of the, of the floor surface, you know, it starts with the whole room. So you're going to be doing all of your high touch point surfaces so that everything goes down to the floor and then you clean the floor, right? You wouldn't start at the floor and work your way up. You work the opposite manner. Um, and being very careful about even the disinfectants that you're using on those high touch surfaces, because if you have um a spray related disinfectant or sanitizer and you spray it on a surface 
and residual drips onto the floor, again, you want to make sure there's compatibility there. So those general considerations should be made in terms of um, procedures and processes. And, and when it comes to pesticides, um, I'm definitely not the expert when it comes to disinfectants, but I do know that your value and worth is based on your label. Whatever the label says you can kill and however long it tells you it takes to do that is, is kind of where you're living in terms of your disinfection procedures. So Sounds like following directions label. is important. Yes, always read the label. Mm -hmm. And Chris, anything to add to that? No, I just would like to underscore exactly what, how um, what Becky concluded on with regard to the label. So on the back of the label, not only do you want to ensure that concentrates are properly diluted, to whatever the dilution ratio is stated um, for the purpose of your use, there's always going to be a dwell time. So for your sanitizers and disinfectants, there's a minimum amount of time, and it'll say it right on the back of the label, that, that the um, product needs to work in order to achieve that performance level or that kill of 99.99 or whatever level kill that um, you're, you're looking to achieve and that's tied directly with the um with the contact time and of course you know making sure that you're applying it the way it's uh, intended to be applied and uh, diluted appropriately thank you becky what would you like to see our industry do now with this information um so i think it's really important to underscore that there are um places like Chris was explaining where we are less concerned uh, with mitigating for infectious diseases. Her example of an airport is, is a, a great example of that. Um, maybe a um, college type learning building, something like that would be another example. But there are places where we absolutely must implement um, some kind of disinfection or sanitization program that's going to have to work in conjunction with the floor finish. And so the most important thing really is to make sure that these are not two things that are kept on separate pillars, but understood that these are entities that must work together. So picking the right products, not only for the uh, protection level that you're looking for and the claims you're looking for, but also in conjunction with the type of substrates and the finishes that may be on them is, is so important. And understanding how that marries into, you know, the daily, weekly, monthly type activity um, in terms of maintenance that's done to the floor is really important. Yeah. Good focus uh, to pay attention to all of that. And Chris, maybe the last I word, what do you have to add to that? It's simply to what I would like to see our industry do is to bring more awareness to the role of floors in the transmission of infectious diseases and um, particularly in those high risk areas, such as a healthcare setting. Um, and, you know, not only bringing more awareness to that fact, but also to understanding um, how to mitigate and uh, mitigating appropriately for the environment that you're in. Absolutely. And those watching, hopefully will embrace these ideas. But thank you both for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff.